The Palouz People, Eminent Domain, and the Snake River. The Story of Timstenik and Her Lineal Descendants. This month, we're featuring one of our clinic client collaborators, Timstenik, and the work they are doing in southeast Washington, specifically lands on the Snake River around the Ice Harbor Dam. If you would like to support the work of the Palouse and Chimstenik, please consider donating directly to the organization link. The Lady Who Does Tasks Quickly My name is Illawalaliltenmai, Lady Who Does Tasks Quickly. My English name is Ione Ironhorse Martel Jones. I am an enrolled member of the Confederated Tribes and Bands of Yakima Nation and a lineal descendant of the Wayikma Nahiam Nashua, the people from Lower Snake River Palouse. I am also the executive director and president of Chimstenik, a tax exempt Section 501c3 nonprofit organization. Named after my Kutla grandmother, Chimstenik seeks to understand the systems affecting Indian country and to identify the ongoing disparities arising out of centuries of cultural appropriation and land thefts. My current focus is to continue my family's mission of land return for the hundreds of acres taken by the U.S. Army Corps via eminent domain in 1959. Keepers of the Past My family descends from Wauyikma Nahiam Nashua the people from Lower Snake River Palouse. The Palouse are a distinct band of Itchishkin-speaking people located in the confluence of the states of Oregon, Washington, and Idaho. My ancestors resisted signing onto the Yakima Treaty of 1855, so our family's land claims are a bit different from others in the area. My relatives, Chawawatyet, Indian Jim, Khalish, Washamki, Wolf Nicholas, and Alulia, Thomas Jim, received land patents under the Homestead Act of 1862 that guaranteed title, rather than a trust relationship, to our ancestral lands. Our family remained in the area until 1959 when the U.S. Army Corps instituted a condemnation proceeding eminent domain, and forced us to move off the land. I am not the first in my family to advocate for our land return. I follow in the footsteps of all my relatives that have held the U.S. government accountable since April 19, 1880. This includes my grandmother, Himstenik, Mary Jim Chapman. She was there the day her relatives were taken from their final resting place on Fishhook Island. I'll now read Senator Inouye's direct response to Himstenik and Ayatutumai testimony. We have heard your cries of anguish. We have heard your cries for justice and redress. Let me assure you, on behalf of this committee, that it has touched our hearts and we will do something about this. 
It may be of interest to you that last week this committee unanimously approved a bill to establish an American museum for the American Indian. It will be located on the mall of the U.S. Capitol. It will be a most sacred spot in the most important place in our nation's capital. This morning, that bill was approved by the Rules Committee. It will now go before the full Senate for its debate, consideration, and approval. One of the provisions in this bill calls for the resolution of the problem that Mary Jim Chapman alluded to, the skeletal remains of American Indians. I will instruct my staff at this moment to work with your family and, if at all possible, to seek immediate return of the remains, if such can be identified. But that is the problem. This bill will call for a procedure by which we can identify and return these remains. Incidentally, there are 18,500 skeletal remains in the Smithsonian at this time. To read more about my family's story, including first-hand accounts from Krimstenik and Ayatutamai, check out this article written in 1993. What is eminent domain? Eminent domain is the power of a governmental entity to take land for public use without the owner's consent. This power comes from the common law concepts of necessity and sovereignty, but has been codified, made into a law, by the legislative branch. Common law is judge-created law. This means that a judge made an objective decision that turned into the precedent that other judges follow. A judge looks at the following criteria when determining whether a taking is appropriate. The taking of the land, also known as condemnation of the property, is reasonably necessary. The land will be used for a public purpose. Just compensation is paid to the landowner for the condemned property. In the case of my family, the judge found that the creation of the dam outweighed our and others in the surrounding area claims to our land. For the estimated 18 descendants, the U.S. Army Corps collectively paid out just 3,500 percentages received at varying rates for hundreds of acres of our ancestral home. It's worth noting that after the construction of the dam, some of the settler families that were subject to the 1959 taking were given an opportunity to return to their land. We'd like the same opportunity afforded to us. Where is the land today? I have dedicated years of my life to sift through government paperwork and FOIA requests, pursue higher education degrees. I am a professional accountant and real estate broker and keep the traditions I was taught by my cutla. I've had my fill of sympathies with no leads and lawyers that have no understanding of the complexities behind these sorts of land transfer. Using my research as the foundation, Chimstenik has partnered with Land Clinic and J.D. Culkin's Law and Consulting 
PLLC to identify the parcels and reassess the legal standing of the government to do the taking in the first place. We continue to unravel the conflicting paper trails left in the wake of the taking. Wandering Minds My family story is a challenge for a reason. It's been buried in a system that is intentionally complicated and emotionally draining. This hard place is forcing us to think about other ways to imagine land return. Could there be such a thing as a reversal of eminent domain? Is there a way to collaborate directly with present-day private landowners that are not using the spaces? How can this begin an important precedent for the approximately 740 dams that the U.S. Army Corps owns and operates? How are our learnings helpful frameworks for others searching for validation of their own family's experience? The Ice Harbor Dam is one of the four dams being considered for removal by the state of Washington. This complicates an already complicated process, but gives us a lot of hope in terms of the shift in political consciousness that's arising. Do you know Wakamu? To close, I'd like to introduce you to Wakamu, Hamish, or the Great Camas Flower. Wakamu grows in patches as a tuber. An interesting fact about the great camas is that it actually benefits from wild cultivation. It's through its wound that the great camas are able to create new offset bulbs. Modern science has documented the large role gophers play in ecosystem development through feasting on the purple flowers' root systems. We gather and prepare wakamu bulbs in June. The total cooking process takes two to three days, not including gathering days. Our tradition reflects the way in which all original peoples are meant to have a relationship to their homelands and teach others how to do so as well. Our Palouse culture is endowed with practices that can loosely be translated as sustainability principles. Through observing the way the plants and animals interact with the rivers, mountains, prairies, and us, Natitite, the human beings, we can weave together the stories of those who came before us and sustain our landscapes for those future generations yet to come.